Amen. I am uh, very excited because we are almost at a two-year anniversary. And if you see this picture up here, that was July 28, 2014. So in just... Four more days, it'll be two years that I had the privilege of meeting Pastor Andrew. And I'm not going to begin to pronounce his last name. <laughs> he can tell. It's, that's kind of what it sounds like. Hi, I'm Andrew. There you go. But it was such a joy. When we met, I had no idea what God was about to do. Had no idea. Now, I want you to understand something and put some things in perspective here. I don't even know if he knew this. But at the date of this picture, I, I was bringing back a group from Mexico. We had 20 young people coming back from Mexico from a missions trip. That was such an awesome trip. And, and we, you've all heard the story how we met him. It was, uh, it was through, through a few of the young people giving out tracts. And apparently he looked like someone that needed to get saved. <laughs> so we're hoping that he did. I, I, we're, we're hoping that he did. But anyway, so th this was, I want to say this was about 1 o'clock in the morning or something at uh, Dulles Airport. Because they had met him in Houston. He was coming from Houston. And, and he missed his flight and then got on our flight. We were coming from uh, Mexico and we went through Houston. So they met him in Houston, and then in, in Dulles, they introduced us. He and I talked for maybe 20 minutes, maybe 15, prayed together. That was it. And, and we exchanged some information. But what I did not realize, and, and one thing I was going to say, he probably doesn't even know, at this time, we were not a church. Okay, At this time, I had no idea that I'd be called to be a pastor. At this time, we were a college ministry and, and really having very little knowledge of the near future. It was a few months later that God began to call this into a church. It was about, what, what would that be, four or five months later that we actually started the church. So at this time, when I met him, when we met each other, we, we weren't even a church. We had no idea God would be calling us to Nigeria. It was about a week later, about a week after this picture, that the Holy Spirit revealed to me and told me that we would be one day in Nigeria. I hadn't, I mean, I knew where Nigeria was. I was pretty sure it was in Africa. But the only thing I knew about Nigeria was Boko Haram, right? I mean, that's the typical American. Nigeria, oh, well, you know two things about Nigeria. You know Boko Haram is there, and you know that, that half the email scams that come across your email come from Nigeria, right? That's what I knew about Nigeria until I met Andrew, until God began to open my eyes to what he wanted. And, and it was literally a week later when the Holy Spirit revealed that to me, he started to develop in me this yearning to go there. I wanted to go there so bad. And Pastor Andrew and I began speaking over the phone and over Facebook, over email, and, and began developing this re relationship. But it, it was within just a couple of weeks that I wanted to go to Nigeria. And I began praying. And I really thought 
this this was in at the end of July. I really thought that I was going to go that November. I really thought that, and I, I had planned for that and everything else. And and God just kept shutting door after door, after door, and I didn't know why because I kept telling people I'm about to go. I'm about to go to Nigeria, and here it comes, and November comes, and that doesn't happen. And Okay, well, maybe February. I'm going to go in February, and maybe January. Okay, no, that didn't work out. Maybe April. Yeah, I'm going to go in April. April sounds really good. That doesn't work out. And the whole time developing this relationship with him. But what I didn't realize, because it took a year and a half to finally, for, for me to go over there, and, and what I didn't realize until God told me once I set foot on African soil or in Nigeria was that he had to prepare my heart. He had to teach me how to love these people that I was about to meet. And so in February of this year, now that wasn't the first time I had gone to Africa. I had been to Ghana in November the, the few months before. But in February of this year, I set foot in Nigeria for the first time and was blown away. Blown away. First of all, getting to see my friend that I hadn't seen in a year and a half, and we had developed this close relationship, as close as you could get via Facebook, telephone, email, you know, FaceTime, whatever. But I finally got to see him again, but I got to see what God was going to do with this relationship. Because one thing he told me that didn't register at the time, when I met him in this picture here, when I met him, he told me this was a divine appointment. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. Awesome, that's really cool. I have no clue what you're talking about. But what began to develop was the truth of what he said, is that was intentional what God wanted. And then you could go to the next slide. The, the, uh, this was my first trip. And we put that on the bulletin. I, I thought that, uh, that, that, was a, that was a good picture. This is, this is the first church that I went to. You kind of see in the background there. But, and, and Pastor Andrew was back before he was called to a national post within their, their church. Um, he was the pastor of this church. And then we, I was there in February and absolutely fell in love. And you have all heard these stories. I don't need to go through them again. Um, but I fell in love with, with this country and with these people. And so two months later, we went back again. And that's when I went with a, Anissa and Alexis came with me. And, and I, I'm not going to tell any more about it because Andrew can tell you from his perspective. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was incredible. What God is doing in our relationship with them, I want you to understand, has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with the unity here. It's not just that you guys see, well, Ignition is sending people out to Nigeria. Wow, it, 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 that's how I grew up. We always supported missionaries. We, all, we always you know, would send them, we always would pray for them, but it was always like that, that's compartmentalized in our church. Okay, that's the missionary, and that's what they do. And, and I want to get you to understand it's different with Ignition. 
It's different. I want you to see Nigeria as a piece of what we are right here. Only difference is they're meeting somewhere else. I want them to see the same thing, that, that they're a piece of what we are here. The only difference is they're meeting somewhere else. See, God has called for a unification of the body of Christ, and it's to begin, the only thing we could control is us. And it's to begin with us. So, so as I introduce Pastor Andrew, I want you to understand that there is a partnership that has been developed here, not just that we're sending people there, but they're a part of us as we are a part of them. Pastor Andrew has preached for I don't even know how many years. Maybe he'll give you a little bit of his background, but he is a gifted and anointed preacher. He is a gifted and anointed friend. And I look forward to what he is going to do, what God is going to do over the next few years with our relationship, not just he and I personally, but our relationship of the two areas. So please give a warm welcome to my friend, Pastor Andrew. Okay. I had the same problem, brother. You know that I'm taller than Greg. Only that I do not put on my high shoes today. I do not put my high shoes. Once again, thank you very much for this unhindered privilege to be here with you. Uh, the relationship was very far. But uh, by the message of the Lord, the Lord has brought it to be so close to us. And that is why I'm here to see these beautiful faces this morning. I ask that God will bless you richly in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in every disappointment, there is an appointment. This relationship is consolidated on an atmosphere that was not pleasant because I, 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 I went to Houston to visit a friend and I missed my flight. I was not happy that I missed my flight. If it were to be in Africa, I could have been comfortable, but it was in America. I have no brother, by the way, the people that were speaking to me, I was not even understanding some of them because they were speaking so fast. Say, yari, 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 yari. I said, God, send an angel that will deliver me. So in the course of waiting for an angel, then one of the sisters that was on the evangelistic team with a great came to me and handed off a trap to me. I think that is your wife. She's not yes. in the church today. She's not here on today now, but she's here. Yeah. We really give her praise for her. So, I look at her as a suspect because they told us in Nigeria, that when you are coming close to a lady in America, before you know it, they will call police for you. <laughs> Wise words. So I said, this is one of them that wants to call police for you. No way! <laughs> but good enough, it was not that relationship. And that is how she went and introduced me to Pastor Greg. And that is how the relationship started. I look at this to be a divine appointment because I tell people that there is no natural happening without spiritual antecedents. 
something was happening with the spiritual to manifest in the physical. So this was a connection for a divine appointment and a divine task. And that is why a couple of months, when Pastor Greg called me and he told me of his intention of coming to Nigeria, that God asked him to call me, I submitted my will into the perfect will of God. That is what I do. Amen. Because I know that the will of God cannot take you where the grace cannot sustain you. Anywhere the will of God is taking you, the grace is always sufficient. If it is the will of God for you to enter into the lion's den, God will send his angel to shut the mouth of the lions. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. If it is the will of God for you to enter into the fiery furnace, then the fourth person must appear. So the will of God is always perfect. So when you talk about coming, I, I was so excited. But I was saying, how will he come? To Africa? Mosquito? <laughs> Boko Haram's? <laughs> And all these sorts, but uh, he, he said it's coming. So I had to make some contacts. I went to the government house and said, I'm having some friends from the United States. It was a process. But shh, that was an approval. Say he's welcome. And that is why he was welcomed by our state government. And uh, they were so excited that he was there. There was security in place because we were afraid. As we were taking him around, we don't know what will happen. But because the relationship was so smooth, we say, well, there is no need for security. Let God take, take yeah. control. And that is how we drove the first day to a very far place, about uh, one hour. And we're coming back in the night. While we're coming back, he was sleeping. Because the Bible said he gave it his beloved sleep. <laughs> so he's, he was actually the beloved of the Father. And that is how we came back. And uh, he had meetings with uh, us. I took him around our churches, and he was highly welcome. Then he promised us that he will come back again. And glory be to God, he did not tell us lies. And then he came back, no more two, but there were now five. And yeah. Sister Anissa, and uh, Alexis, Sister Jude, and uh, uh, Judy, and uh, Chas. They were supposed to be here this morning. Yeah, they couldn't come. Okay. Yeah. So it was a great meeting. And... Uh, the first meeting, the very first time he came, the second time, he said, well, he want to integrate the body of Christ. So I should extend the invitation to some other pastors and churches. I just contacted two pastors. I said, please ensure that you invite people because my guests are coming from the United States to see them. Honestly, the first meeting we had over 250 pastors and churches represented yeah. together. Yeah. And you know that we're three hours behind the time, and they were patiently waiting for him. And when he came, they were thinking of seeing a, a person that is as tall as me, not knowing that the gorilla was for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a wonderful meeting. And uh, they were so happy with the wife, Alexis. You know, somebody said that behind a successful man is a successful woman. Mm. But we say that it's not the home, it should be the side, because the rape was taken by the side, not from the back. That's right. So Amen. it should be the side, the successful man. So glory be to God, Alexis came and we were so excited to have her. <laughs> we were even afraid, we said, how do we cope with this lady? This guy, guy, she was, guy, you know, we said, guy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. this <laughs> will be able to cope. But she came and 
abducted. She bled. I was so surprised. The very first church we went, she was hugging, dancing, kissing. Little. I said, wow! <laughs> <laughs> and then as she was going on, she was dancing, dancing, uh, patronal dances and all this. So uh, we were so happy. Anyway, I go to say, where is her lenses? Where is her lenses? Where is her lenses? <laughs> they loved her so much. As soon as they loved her so great. So, the state government now, in an effort to show appreciation for their government, organized a dinner. That was their second time. That is to tell you that where the will of God is, there must be a way. Yeah. Amen. Where the will of God is, there must be a way. Yeah. So that is why they organized a state party for all of them, the five of them, and they gave them the highest state award. Yeah. The governor of the state regretted of not being there, but his representative was there. That is the third person in the state. Bengal State is one of the largest states in Nigeria. Very large state. And uh, the state governor was there. There were some people from Abuja, our national district, that we also honored alongside with him and his team. Anissa received the highest award in the state. Anissa, you know you are not married, but you received the highest award in the state. <laughs> and that is how they were honored, and they, they were so happy that they were doing the church in Nigeria, and Belize specifically welcomed them. And they were so happy because of the level of your cooperation, the level of unity, and the level of support that you have rendered. In fact, when they came, it was as if Greg is staying in a congregation of over a thousand members, mm. not knowing that. But I want to tell you, you are more than millions. Because where the will is, the resources are. Yes. You can have a congregation of one million, but if the will is not there, the resources will not be there. That's right. So honestly, we sincerely want to appreciate you people for ensuring that you support the vision of God's servant. And also, the protocol to the governor, he was able to communicate, and the family secretary communicated to the governor of the gesture. Because when they came, they brought materials for the orphanage. It was awesome. It was unprecedented. They were so happy. And it was aired over the radio, so people heard it. They picked his voice, picked the voice of the orphanage, because I recorded it and I sent it to the radio, but it was aired. People were so happy. It was broadcasted throughout the 23 colonies in Bengal State because of the gesture of the Ignatian Church in America. Amen. So I want you to clap on Amen. Yeah, amen. So we're very, very excited. And the materials, the, the small church, we just opened that church about four months, and the, the educational materials that we sent, it was awesome. They are talking about it here tomorrow. Mm. It was great. They said any person that was school in that school is schooling under American standard. <laughs> <laughs> So I sincerely want to thank God for Mission Church. Thank you very much for Pastor, Mrs. Greg, and Sister Anissa, Sister Judy, and the church for their willingness to obey the inner will of God. Amen. I want to thank the Mission Church for the work that you are doing. You see, in divine arithmetic, it is majority plus majority equal to majority. That is in human calculations. But in God's calculation is smallness plus faithfulness plus 
consistency equal to greatness. Amen. That is a divine calculation. Amen. So you can be small, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. That is why the Bible said we should not underestimate the days of little beginning. Yeah. The beginning could be very small, but if it is consistent and persistent, it will metamorphose into greatness. Yes. So we're trusting God that the lenses that we're seeing in Ignatian Church is not just the lenses of American church, but an international yes. church. Yes. Amen. I want you to clap hands for yourself. Yes. Amen. Yes. Once again, thank you very much, and the Lord will bless you richly in the name of Jesus Christ. I also want to appreciate you for taking good care of me. Amen. When I came here, my belly, my stomach was inside, but it is coming up gradually. <laughs> and when I came here, I increased my height. I was shorter than this. <laughs> I enjoyed the knees. I enjoyed the knees. Some of them, he asked me, make a choice. I said, I don't know. Just bring it. I will take it. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking good care of me. I thank God for uh, the father, the father of Greg. Papa Greg, please, I want to see you. Put on your hand. Yes, that is our cultural dress. Come on. Hey, there you go. I'm going to send the pictures now with him on the Facebook so that people will comment. That is our traditional attire. Yeah. It is the, we have that one, and uh, I decided to bring it for him. I was not with him. When next I come, I will come with Mama's own so that they will have their uniform. <laughs> I will come with Mama. I will bring it. The thing just escaped my wife's mind. Uh, the thing just escaped us. And uh, honestly, five days to my coming to America, I was not too sure, but I was very optimistic. Five days to my coming. Because of the rate of dollar, mm-hmm. dollar was so high, the thing just beat down our money. Our money became like tissue, toilet tissue. Mm-hmm. $350 per one dollar. The, the other time I came, it was 180 and I was still complaining, but now 300 So the flight was so expensive. But just as I say, I'm coming, that is why I came. So my preparation of coming was on Friday. I was to travel on Sunday, and then I, the final preparation was on Friday. So when I told my wife I'm going, she was always saying, how? I said, God. Amen. No, no God. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, when Greg came to Nigeria, I was speaking bad English. <laughs> Amen. Because my driver's name is Peter. And when he came, he was saying, Peter. I said, no, it's not Peter, but Peter. <laughs> not Peter. And he said, give me water. I said, it's not water, but water. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. The Lord bless you, wish you in Jesus' name. Amen. Do I still preach? Yeah, I'm expecting you to preach. Oh, is that preach? Yes, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Okay, I will preach. I, I came praying. When I came to this house, you, I was... I you, was you can hold this. Okay, okay, sorry. I, I, I was uh, praying. I said, God, why do you have me to share with your people? Because I do not say anything until God says say it. Yes. yes. 
I told God, I have sold myself to you. I am no longer my own. You have bought me with a precious price. A price that no human being can buy. No bank can be able to pay for this great price. And that is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I always tell him that I must have a spiritual alignment, a spiritual connection to a physical manifestation. Until you drop something in me, I will not speak. Because when I speak what is not dropped by God, then it means that I will make it noise. So I was praying and the Lord dropped in my heart to encourage the Ignatian church on the topic, the efficacy of a godly dream. The efficacy. E-F-F-I-C-A-C-Y. The efficacy. How do they pronounce it? Efficacy. Yes, I like to. Yeah, close enough. The efficacy of a godly dream. Father, I pray today. Yes. By the reason of the anointing and greatness, I ask that Lord, as your words will be coming out of life, Father, bless somebody today in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. I ask that the blessed Holy Spirit will take control of any word that will come out of my mouth. Yes. So that I will turn around to become a blessing to this great church in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I empty myself so that, Father, I subject myself. I ask that, Lord, may you envelop me, Father, encapsulate me with your glory and with your grace. And, Father, use my tongue to communicate the divine counsel to your people in this day. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Father, may I never speak anything of mine. But Father, may I speak that which you have dropped in my mind. Yes. And Lord, as you have done it, may you be glorified. Thank you, loving Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 The efficacy of a godly dream. I will not be shouting so that you hear me. But in Nigeria, I shout. <laughs> you know the reason why I shout? We have been hearing about the devil for many, many years. So I believe that by now the devil must be very, very, very old. So he may be having deficiency in his hearing. So I shout so that they will hear me. Amen. Because since I was born, I, I, I was 50, May 5th. I was 50 years, May 5th. And uh, by June 6th, I was 30 years as a full-time pastor. So June 6th, I was 30 years. As a full time pastor, I went to seminary in 1986. Mm. And then by June 6th, I was 30 years. Am I not old enough in ministry? Yeah. Amen. Am I not old enough in the work of God? Yes. I think I am old enough in the work of you God. You are. Yes. Amen. Amen. The efficacy of a godly dream. I want to pick these words efficacy and then dream. The word dream the word dream has a definition. Definition of dream is some of the, the things that you see while you are sleeping. The vision, the thoughts that you have, the imagination. Mm. 
That's how the dictionary defines dreams. The thoughts, the vision, the imagination that you see while you are sleeping. And the dictionary also defines dream as some of those things that you want to achieve or accomplish within a given time. So I stand here to say that dreams are not necessarily those things that you see while you are sleeping, but dreams are those things that keeps you awake. Mm. Not just the things that you see while you are sleeping and you are vulnerable, but dreams are those things that will keep you awake, working hard to make sure that you actualize them. Mm-hmm. There are the things that you see. Yeah. 1990, I awarded 1991. I had a dream. It was on a three seater. I had a dream that I came to America and I saw welcome to America. The moment I came out of it, I saw welcome to America. That was 1990. I woke up, I told my wife, I've seen a dream. And you know, I was so excited. I was seeing white people driving on the street. I ate into the shop and was seeing their beverages, eating their restaurant, and I was so excited. Then all of a sudden, my wife tapped me and said, Honey, wake up. Your lunch is ready. <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up, I was angry with her. <laughs> I said, See me, I was dreaming of America, and you woke me up. And I look at our pictures on the wall, I became angry. <laughs> but that was a dream. But I was not just satisfied living it there. I started walking towards it. Amen. The first time I had the opportunity of going to the United Kingdom, they denied me visa. I said, well, that is not the will of God. I started going around Africa. I went to Europe. I went to uh, Greece. I went to Italy. I went to, I went to Israel. I went to Israel five times. My wife went there two times. I was going like this, but the dream was America. Mm. Then, about four years ago, I went and applied for visa. The day I went for visa, they were denying people visa. That American lady, I do not know what was on her, very young lady, like Sheila. What is your name? Sheila. When you, the moment you come, go, no visa, bam, take your password. Bam. I said, God in heaven, don't lead me to this wicked girl. <laughs> He's a wicked American. <laughs> As I was praying, see, the next person, and I was the next person to meet her. Then she just denied somebody a visa, and the man was quarreling. So when I got to that place, I was afraid of transfer of aggression. <laughs> she said, give me your password. I said, sister, this man must be crazy. Why is she? If he, that he is calling you, he must be insane. He is not he is not a good man. Why is he calling you? You are here to help him. He could have helped himself before. He said, don't mind him, don't mind him. Then finally now, I know that the pressure was lower. I now had it by visa. He said, bam, come on Friday and take your visa. <laughs> so dreams are thoughts. They are thoughts. Series of thoughts, mm-hmm. visions, feelings that happens while you are sleeping. Dreams are ideas or visions that is created in your imagination that is not real, 
vision that are created in your imagination that sometimes are not real. Because sometimes you dream that you lost your loved one and you'll be in the barrier. But when you wake up, you see your loved one. So sometimes dreams are some elusive uh, uh, revelations that are not real. And then, I also define the dreams here as something that you have wanted very much to do, or to be, or have for a long time. Something that you want to be, or to have, or to go for a long time. So let me now pick the word, because I come to bless this church. Dreams are thoughts. And in the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, the Bible says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. So dreams are taught. And I want to tell you today that you are a product of your thought. How you think is what you become. The way you are thinking is how you become. Because the Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. So when you are thinking that you will make it in life, no matter how small you are, no matter how insignificant you are, when you are thinking, you are having positive thoughts that I will make it, I will make it, I will have it, I will achieve it, and you cultivate it in your thought, in your mind, and you believe it in your heart, that is, you conceive it in your mind, and you believe it in your heart, then you will receive it with your hands. So Amen. conceive it, believe it, you will receive it. Mm. Amen. Amen. So when you are thinking that I will make it, you will definitely make it. And I want to tell you today, God is not depending on who you are, but what he can make out of you. Yeah. He is still in the making business, mm. but he has an alignment with your thought. When God called Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 12, he said, come out of your father's house and I will make of you a great nation. So God is not depending on how small you start, but how big you are going to end. I am looking at a nation with a lenses of a very big church of a global church. I am not looking at it as a small beginning, but I am looking at it as a, a big ending. Amen. May that be our portion today in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. So you are the product of your thought. Yes. Let me tell you, when I was a boy, about 10, 12 years, my desire, my dreams were to be a pastor. And what makes me desire to be a pastor? We have a, a pastor in our village. And that man was having beetle car. Tortoise, the car that looks like a tortoise. Oh, beetle. Beetle. Car. <laughs> right, beetle. Beetle car. Oh God, help me so that they understand my English. Are you understanding my English? Oh yeah. Oh no, some people are not following. How many people are following? Okay. Oh, clap hands for me. I took break to a church, and then when he started, he forgot. So you, 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 you. The people started laughing. I said, Hold on, break, 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 break. Then when he breaks, they started following him. <laughs> now, if I am preaching, he will not follow me because I preach very fast. I preach under heavy anointing. So I don't talk slow. I talk very fast. So now, when God called Abraham, when he called him, 
His name was Abraham. But God called Abraham to elongate his name. No longer Abraham, but Abraham. But what God was looking from Abraham was nothing but obedience. He said, come out of your father's house and I will make of you a big nation. Why he was saying this, he had no child. So that is your thought. God told him, I will make of you a great nation. That was the promise. And Abraham believes what God said. And he left and started thinking towards being a father of many nations. And when you read the book of Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says, Abraham became rich in gold, in silver, and in cattle. Why? Because of obedience. And the moment he obeyed God, God started making him. God started making him. God started making him. God started making him. And through the making process, we made to understand that Sarai was barren. The breast collapsed. They were like slippers. No hope for having any child anymore. And the hormones, the reproductive hormones in Sarai collapsed. The reproductive hormones in the body of Abraham collapsed. Died completely. But God said, I will make of you. So Abraham cultivated that thought. He believed in it. Yes. And when the fullness of time came, God paid Sarai a visit. Sarai that had a dead womb. Abraham that had a dead spouse. A dead womb plus dead spouse produces a living Isaac. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what God can do. Yes. He believed in his thought. So when you believe that you will make it, you will make it. Greg and Alexis are the Ignatian family. If you believe that this church is going to be a global church, it is going to be a global church. Remember, we are having living faith in America. We are having redeemed Christian church in America. It is founded by Nigerians. And when you talk about one of the worldliest pastors in the world, he's coming from Nigeria. Mm. One of them. Though we have, yeah, one of them, because we have great people like Copeland and Yebi Graham. We have uh, great, 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 great preachers that are rich, are worthy. And Oyedepo is a product, he, he was tutored by Copeland, who is an American. Mm. He read Copeland's book and the wife's book. And his thought changed. He said when he finished reading Copeland's book, he now conceived in his mind that he will never be poor. B-O-O-O-R. Poor. He will not be poor. And he's one of, I think he's having about four years. You are praying to have a car. Somebody is having four years. You have bought a car on credit. You have never finished paying. Somebody has paid cash four years. <laughs> That is what God can do. So believe that you will make it. Ignatian family believe that this little vision is taking place. It has started introducing this church to the world. And that is why the local place that I am taking care of, I have over 60 pastors. I have over 70 churches. I have large congregations. But when you say God sent him, 
I drop it. I say, God, let me obey your way. And that is why I'm walking under the divine frequencies of the Almighty God. Amen. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have great missionaries, people that will come, they'll be distributing money, they'll be distributing materials. The thing never excites me. Was not excited. But I'm looking for a man that is having passion for souls. Yes. The man that will empty himself so that God will be full. That is the one I want to identify with. Yes. And here is a man by the grace of God. And here is a church. Thank God for my brothers and sisters, my neighbors from Ghana that are also in this church. Thank you very much for identifying with this great mission. Amen. The way you are thinking about this church, tomorrow you say, hey, we started somewhere. And when we started, we were first worshiping in Great Father's house. And after that, the Lord will relocate you for a divine allocation. Yes. When God relocates you, He gives you an allocation. Yes. So we are going places in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So dreams are a series of thoughts. When you think that you are a failure, you become a failure. Because failure is not a, an option, failure is a choice. And it is a product of the mind. Yeah. When you say that we fail, you will fail. But when you are operating the will of God, definitely you will fail. But that does not mean that you should give up. Because on the road of success, you can, you can have a puncture or two. As you are traveling from here to, 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 to Philadelphia, you may have a puncture. But that does not mean that you end your journey. You will pack, carry the spare tire, and continue. When you get to your destination, you patch it. You fix it. So on your way of success, operating the will of God, there could be difficulties and there could be challenges. But I tell people that in every challenge, there must be an arrangement. Mm. Every challenge that will come on your way, there must be what? An arrangement. And that is why I had a cha challenge in the history. And there was a divine arrangement. Mm. If not that, if not that I missed that flight, I wouldn't have been seeing these beautiful faces and handsome faces today. I pray, jump your hands together for the glory of God. Clap your hands together. <laughs> so failure is not an option, it's a choice. If you choose to make it, you make it. So when you are in the will of God and you fail, no, don't give up. Because failure is not the person, but failure is an experience. For you to fail does not mean that you are a failure. And that is why Micah says, in Micah 7, 8, he says, Rejoice not against me, all my enemies, for when I fall, I shall rise. Amen. Somebody is rising today in the Amen. name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Even if you cannot pay your bills last month, you will pay it this month. Yeah. Mm. For the fact that you did not pay your bills last month does not mean that God will not bless you this month to pay. So That's God right. is faithful. So for you to fail does not mean that you are a failure. Say to yourself, I'm not a failure. Not a failure. Say to your neighbor, never. Neighbor. Say never. Neighbor. I am never. not a failure. Come on, I love that. <laughs> so you're not a failure. That's right. Amen. So now, visions are a series of, I mean, dreams are a series of visions. We're talking about the efficacy of worldly dreams. Visions, I mean, dreams are a series of visions. The book of Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people will do what? We perish. There are two things that will cause people to perish. Number one is lack of knowledge. 
The book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, For my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And where there is no vision, the people will perish. But where there is a vision, the people will flourish. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So there should be a vision. And I tell people that the extent of your vision determines the borders of your provision. How far you see is how far you go. Nothing will stop you. You were here in America and you had a vision of Nigeria. How will you get to that place? Is it by bicycle or by motorcycle or by your car or by boat? You had a vision of Nigeria 5,800 miles away from this place. That was a vision. How will you get to that place? The Lord now brought provisioners. Yeah. Where there is a vision, there are provisioners. Amen. Because if there is a vision and there are no provisioners, that vision will end in illusion. Mm. If there is a vision, but there are no provisioners, that vision will end up in illusion. They dreaming. Am I communicating to somebody? Mm. The book of Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 to 15. God told Abraham, look up. As far as your eyes can see, I have given the land to you. Amen. So don't be afraid of venturing to difficult projects. God can ask you to do difficult things, but he cannot ask you to do impossible things. So the task may be difficult, but it is not impossible. That's right. If nation abroad, the task may be challenging, it may be enormous, but the grace is sufficient. Yes. Amen. Amen. It may be difficult, but not impossible. And that is why the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 23 says, With men it is impossible, but not with God. Yeah. For with God, how many things? All things. With God, how many things? All. With God, how many things? All. With God, how many things? All. Come on, stand on your feet and say, All things. All things. Stand on your feet and say, All things. All things. Are possible. Including my things. Including my things. Yes, including my things. If you believe me, jam your hands together for the glory of God. You can sit down. Visions are a series of imagination. In the book of Genesis, chapter 11, from verse 1 to 6, the Bible said, The whole act was one language and one speech. And the people said, Let us build a tower that the heights will reach heaven. Hapa. Mm. You want to build a house that the heights will reach heaven? Do you know the reason why they wanted to build a house that will reach heaven? There was a flood that destroys them. But God was saved. So they said, okay now. If we build this house, and the house will get to heaven. If God will want to bring flood again, if we perish, God too will do what? We perish. So let's build a house that the top will reach where God is. It was a very difficult text. Mm. But that was their dream. Mm. And they said, how are we going to do it? They said, let us burn bricks. They started burning bricks. The Bible said they burned it thoroughly. It was very strong. Like the American woods for houses. You know, in Nigeria we build the blocks. But in America they use wood. But they are very, very strong. They use stones. Stones. They burn. Started building. 
Bam, 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 bam. One day God woke up. He hear noise. The structural engineers, the carpenters, were nearly boom, 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 boom. He looked down. Ah, they were at his backyard. See, here they are here. <laughs> Why? That is the power of imagination. Look at I look at the word imagination as image. Imagination, an image of a nation. Mm. Mm. Build a, an image. The small image that you should build should be a national image. You should not build a small image. It should be an imagination, a very big image. I want to be great. Mm. I think people that dreams are like the world is like a compass. I think this is a compass. This piece of cloth is called what? You mean canvas? A canvas, yeah, a canvas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think this is the canvas. Your dream is like the paint. Mm. And your faith is like the brush. The whole world is like a canvas. Your dream is like the paint. And your faith is like the brush. So anything that you touch the brush, which is the faith, the belief, and then you draw it, that is what you see. So the whole world, your dreams are like a canvas. Are you hearing me? The world is like a canvas. Your dream is like the paint. Yes. And your faith is like the paint, the brush. So anything you draw and you write, you draw, that is what you see. The artist, this is what he wanted. He drew it and we are seeing it here. So today have a very big imagination of your dream and then begin to work towards it. So the people say, we build a house, a certain building. Before you know it, they reach to where God was. God say, hey, these people, they have become one language. They have become one speech. They become one tongue. There is nothing that they will imagine to do that they cannot do it. You hear what God says? He said there is nothing. Think about the aircraft. Look at the type of human beings that the aircraft will just carry one time. It is as a result of somebody's imagination. The power of creativity. The power of invention. So, members of Invention Church, I want you to have a very big imagination. Amen. Imagination. And the Lord will give us grace there in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. How can you contact good dreams? Number one, should be available. Unto God. If you are available, you give you a dream. Joseph was available. Joseph was not a compromiser. He went to sleep. And while he was sleeping, the Lord gave him a dream. And what was the dream? He saw his brothers binding sheaves in the bush. And while they were binding sheaves, his own arose, and the other ones started buying down. And he woke up. In the morning, the motion said, Daddy, I have a testimony. Testimony, testimony. <laughs> so what is your testimony? He said, Daddy, we were finding sheaves in the bush. All of a sudden, my own arose. And the one of Issachar, God, Reuben, they bowed down and said, Black Kabebe, Joseph. Black Kabebe, Joseph. Black Kabebe, Nahausa, Oga Pata Pata, and a big machine. That is Nigerian language. Blanca baby. Baba. Baba. So, the brothers were not happy. But it 
was not Joseph's fault. Joseph did not give a drink to him. So it was God that gave him drink. Right. To him, today they were thinking that it was pride, but it was not pride. God has given uh, Pastor Great a, a dream. Some people say it's pride. He wants to make a name. No, it may not. God has peculiar ways of dealing with people peculiarly. So that's the peculiarity of God's dealing with him. Amen. So God may give him a dream. He may not give you that dream. He may give it to somebody else. But all you need to do is to bring fertilizer that will fertilize that dream to bring it to pass. Don't end it. The Bible says God gave him that dream. The brothers were not happy. God said, eh, you are not happy because of this dream. And his father and mother, they said, take it easy, no problem, no problem. I mean, God, no People should not be angry. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. The papa and the mother will say, no, hey, don't be angry. Not dream. It is dream, so don't bother. <laughs> because the father and the mother, they were not affected. It was only the brothers. So the, papa, the father and the mother were happy because of that dream. So the brothers were not happy. So Joseph went back to sleep. And in his second dream, he saw 11 stars. He saw the moon. He saw the sun. And they were bowing down to him. So the next day in the morning, Joseph said, Daddy, I have a testimony. I have a testimony. He said, What's that testimony? He said, I saw 11 stars. I saw the moon. I saw the sun. They were bowing down. His father was angry. <laughs> he said, Do you mean Joseph? Shut up. <laughs> are you crazy? You guys, are you crazy? You mean my me, the whole me? We bow down. Your mother. We bow. Are you never? Joseph said, God, I don't know. All I know is that God has given me Daddy, I don't know. All I know is that God has given me a dream and I'm shaped. The Bible said they started hating him. But I tell people, when God gives you a dream because you are available, the more people will be hating you, the more God will be hating you. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If God gives you a dream, you are available, and he gives you a dream, the more people will be hating you, the more God will be hating you. The more they will be hating H-A-T-I-N-G The more God will be H-E-L-P-I-N-G Amen Hallelujah May God help you in the name of Jesus Christ May the Lord help you in the name of Jesus Christ May the Lord help you in the name of Jesus Christ Amen Oh God help you so that I will be speaking good English You can contact this dream by being available Not your size God asked someone to go And anoint one of the sons of Jesse when, uh, when Samuel got to that place, he saw Abinadab. He was coming like Greek. Boom, 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 boom. He was saying, hey, let me hear this. <laughs> he said, look, uh, uh, Shana come. Shana came. Very tall man. Hey, Samuel said, this should be the one. Very huge. He said, Elia, Elia came. Very huge and handsome young man. Like Peter. <laughs> and when he comes, the oil will not flow. Why? Because they were not available. Mm. The yeah. oil could not flow. When you are available, you create a halo. Yeah. You know, in the in the old testament, before you use the oil, number one, you must kill the the lion. I mean you must kill the animal. 
before you get the money. So for you to be available, you must first of all kill yourself. No longer I, but God. Amen. God, not me, but you. So the moment you kill yourself, then after you kill an animal, you will not remove the horn. And when you remove the horn, there is still flesh inside the horn. And oil cannot enter into the, 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 the horn until that, I mean, that flesh is rot. When you remove it before the oil will come in. So David was available. He was an available vessel. He was not a carnal man. He created an opportunity. So when, when someone, the oil could not flow, someone was disappointed and said, ah, is it God that sent me here? Or have I come by chance? He said, Jesse, do you have any other child? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I want to tell you that when people will disqualify you, God will qualify you. Amen. Yeah. When you are operating in the will of God and you are available, people will disqualify you. They say he's not trained, he has not done this, he has not. That is not an issue. It is the charisma, it is the anointing, it is the anointing that destroys the yokes. He mm-hmm. said, Do you mean you don't have any other? He said, Okay, there is one hoodie in the bush. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's a full animal. He's a full animal in the bush. <laughs> Taking care of animals. Someone said, I will not sit down until the man is brought. When Greg came to Nigeria, the, the special advisor on security matters. He was not supposed to come to work that day. But when he heard that Greg was in the office, the man rushed to come and see him. Mm. The number one security man, that the military officers, the police, immigration, air force, every other person under him, rushed to come and see him. Mm. That is how you know that somebody is available and is carrying grace. Yeah, amen. He said, I will not sit down. So David was brought. And when he came, dirty clothes. His clothes were so dirty, they were smelly. Animal feces. Animal feces. If you are available, whether you are handsome or you are not handsome, it doesn't matter. Paul was not a very tall man. Paul, the apostles, was a very short man. But he created impact. So it is not your size, but your availability. Amen. Yeah. God is not looking for people that are able, but God is looking for people that uh, people that are capable, but people that are available. Amen. Not those who are capable, but those who are available. So Joseph, uh, I mean David came. And when he came, he learned God. Say, God, not me, but you. Human beings will walk on their legs. But I refuse to be a human being. I choose to be on my knees. And the Bible says, humble yourself. And you exalted. So the moment he humbled himself, and then someone turned the boy. Yes. This is the man. Amen. God is about to do something in the whole world. And it is beginning with somebody. The person that you say is a non-entity. A congregation that you say is too small, but it does not matter. The bullet that kills the man is not big, it's very tiny. Inside kidney, inside piece of you go. One tiny bullet. Ignition, you are coming alive in a very powerful way. I've seen the level of your availability, and I'm trusting God that God is going to fill you with abundance. Amen. So you should be available. The number two thing is accessible. 
you must be willing that the Holy Spirit will assess you. There is one thing to be available and one thing to be accessible. Are you willing to be assessed? Are you willing that God should use you as a channel so that you will showcase the glory of God to the world? When you are willing to be accessible, you know, access road is what leads people from one town to the other one. If there is no access road, there will be no linkage between here and Philadelphia. Would there be a linkage? There will be no linkage between here and Philadelphia. So there must be access. So we should be accessible. Mm. Be accessible to attract the spiritual gifts. That is what distinguishes us. Say, God in heaven and my vessel, I need the power, I need the demonstration of the spiritual gifts. God, make me accessible. Lord, locate me. God, locate me. God, use me as an instrument. Yes. And then the Holy Ghost, wherever place that he is, he will pick up his car. My daughter is praying somewhere. He wants to be accessible. The Holy Ghost will put up. Somebody is praying to be accessible. <laughs> he will be passing orders that are not having that assessment. <laughs> are you praying that I should stop him? Then the Holy Ghost will say, Take me. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will say, <laughs> <laughs> Work, 
There is no credit yet. How far? What is the extent? How much have you achieved? That is what matters. It is not the beginning that matters, but how you end it. Mm. So for you now, to contact great dreams is to have an achievable mentality. And being an achievable, having an achievable mentality is to refuse to do what? To give up. I tell people that when you want to go up, don't give up. If you want to go up, don't give up. Don't give up. No matter what happens. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Irrespective of the challenges. Keep on moving. Irrespective of the hardship. Keep on moving. Irrespective of the pain. Keep on moving. Irrespective of the pain. Keep on moving. Don't stop. Keep on moving. That's right. And when you keep on moving, God will give you the backing. And that is why the Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe. God, Jesus Christ said, Go into the world. And to talk of the name God begins with G-O. God. To talk of this is G-O. So when you go, the deal will come. There will be a divine backing. Go. And there will be a divine backing. <laughs> then you will go in like God. That is why God told Moses, I will make you a God before Pharaoh. So when you go, happen. The moment you go, with your dreams. I want God to use me as a healer. I want God to use me as a deliverer. And the moment you go and lay hands, something will begin to happen. Because it is not you that is going. You only go, and then God will give you a backing. I was telling them in the ladies' class this morning. I said that when, when the devil laid, the Bible said the devil laid Jesus Christ into the wilderness to be tempted. He tempted him the first time, the second time, and the third time. There was no any other temptation again. So the devil could not tempt Jesus. Jesus was waiting for him. Take me again. Take me. He said, temptation has finished. He said, now, I, you, you, I was following you to be tempted. But now that I have overcome the temptation, get thee behind me. From today, go behind me. I will now begin to leave. You will be coming behind me. I will be going ahead and you will be coming what? from the back. So from today, you will receive grace that the devil will be far back in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now Amen. I want to round up. Joseph did all these things. And what happened? When Jesus Christ came here on earth, I want to round up in three minutes. Jesus now went and took the garment of Joseph. The Bible says, let me give you the comparison. The Bible says, Joseph was the beloved of the Father. Jesus who came as the beloved of the Father. Joseph, the Father gave him a coat of many colors. Jesus who put on a coat, a peculiar coat, a garment. You understand? We made to understand that Jesus, Joseph was born in a family of twelve. When Jesus Christ came, he had 12 disciples. You understand? Mm-hmm. We're made to understand that Jesus was hated and betrayed by his brothers. <clears throat> Joseph too was hated and betrayed by his brothers. And the same thing happened to Jesus Christ. We're made to understand that Joseph was sold. They collected the money. Jesus too, they sold him, they sold him and collected the money. You see the problem? Yes. 
when they were looking for the life of Joseph to kill, God sent him to Egypt. When they were looking for the life of Jesus to kill, they took him to Egypt. You get the similarities now. Joseph had a dream. Jesus Christ had a dream to come for the salvation of mankind. I will tell you what is shocking. The brothers of Jesus freed him from his garment. The soldiers stripped Jesus Christ from his garment. We need to understand that Joseph was in the prison with two criminals. The other one was saved. The other one died. Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross with two criminals. The other one died. The other one was saved. So when you have good dreams, God will give you proper alignment. It is my desire today that God should give Ignatian Church and the leaders of this great work great dreams. And when you follow these great dreams, God will surely bless you. Amen. May God bless you richly in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to pray. I want to pray. As many of us that are here this morning, you want God to give you great dreams. Yes. To achieve so much for Him. Raise up your hand. I want to pray for you. Yes. Great dreams. Great dreams. To do something for God. If you raise your hand, stand up. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as many people that raise their hands, oh God. As a result of this message this morning, and they are willing and waiting that you should give them great dreams. I pray by the revelation of grace and by the power of the Almighty God. You are the God that giveth dreams and visions. Therefore, Lord, give your people great dreams, give them great vision, and give them the provisioners, and give them the backing, so that their dreams will not end up as illusion, but Lord, it will end up as realities. From today, decorate somebody spiritually. Father, as many people that are looking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Father, and they are available, Father, begin to give them visions and dreams about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as they will work up and walk towards it, Lord, let there be evidences, let there be manifestation of these great gifts in the nation church, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray against satanic forces, demonic forces, Every works of the enemy that is predominant in the lives of your people, territorial wise, in their lineages, in their family house, fathers' houses, by the reason of the anointing, I render those powers useless today in the name of yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Father, I pray today for as many people that are sick, that are standing here. By the reason of the anointing, Father, let the power of healing, let the power of deliverance, let the power of healing, let the power of deliverance, let the power of healing walk across them and manifest upon their lives and heal them today in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray for this great church. I pray for your servant, Greg. I pray for the wife, Alexis. I pray for the media family. I pray for the family of Ignition. I pray for the supporters. I pray for the sponsors. Heavenly Father, by the reason of great grace, Father, bless them. Father, bless them. Father, bless them. Father, bless them. In the name of Jesus Christ. We want to see the young girls in this church. 
demonstrating the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the young men in this church demonstrating and manifesting the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the aged men and women manifesting and demonstrating the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And after doing this, oh God, help them to understand that it is not the miracles that they will focus upon but the God of the miracles. Yeah. Father, do that miracle in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let them be empty before you and let you be exalted in their lives. Father, may they be empty and Lord, may you be full in yeah. the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, I thank you for this which you have done. Have your way, Father, to answer you. In Jesus' name yeah. we pray. Amen.